Welcome to today's Lots of Matzah Pizza Podcast. Today we have Joe Jenke, a.k.a. Puck Sniper 17 on the show. Joe is somewhat of a household name when it comes to making hockey videos. And if you haven't seen him, we highly recommend it. And his entertaining show today will be one we will always remember. I hope you enjoy today's show and hope you enjoy a Lots of Matzah Pizza when you get a chance. Love is a burning thing And it makes a fiery ring Bound by wild desire I fell into a ring of fire Well, good afternoon, Joe. How are you doing today? I'm doing great right now. How about yourself? I am um, uh, 100 out of 100. I couldn't be better. It's a beautiful day today, and we're going to talk a little bit of hockey. That is awesome, because that's the only thing I usually talk about anyways. I don't talk anything about anything else. Yeah, I've noticed. You are quite the uh, hockey junkie, and funny your name is Joe Jenke. You should be Joe Junkie, because hockey is definitely your sport, isn't it? Yes, it is. Hockey is my main sport, but I also like doing other sports. Like, it's similar to ice hockey. I play roller hockey, and then I uh, played baseball and played football. Well, speaking keeps of that. Keeps the motor running, keeps me young. Yeah, speaking of that, your dad, Noel, has quite a history. He's in the uh, Trivial Pursuit game. Talk us a little bit about Noel Jenke. Uh, my dad, Noel Jenke, born and raised in Owatonna, Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Not to be bragging because he's my dad, but, yeah, he's a uh, sports celebrity here in uh, Minnesota. Uh, he's uh, played in high school. He actually played four sports. He played baseball. It. He played baseball, football, basketball, and hockey. Wow. And then uh, so he did that growing up, and then uh, from then on he – in high school, he became a parade All-American in like uh, in football, baseball, and hockey. So he was kind of Joe Maurer before Joe Maurer, right? Yeah, he's like the he's like the first one ever. Yeah, he's like the first. And then, uh, so I always ask him, like, of all colleges, why'd you pick Minnesota? So he could have picked anywhere he wanted. And then uh, I said, well, what about like, how come he didn't go to like USC or Michigan, like Ohio right? State? Yeah. Yeah, so he had a pick of a litter, and just, like, growing up, he was always a Gopher fan. And so then I asked him, like, what were the main uh, colleges that you were narrowing down to? And he said there was three, col- or three colleges I was narrowing down to. It, one of them was uh, Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. The other one was uh, UCLA, I yep. think, and yeah. the other one was uh, Minnesota. Yeah. And then uh, he chose Minnesota because it was his own backyard, and so he didn't have to go that far. And yeah. then uh, he uh, liked uh, the football coach, and he liked Minnesota. A lot of good players came out of Minnesota. Yeah, especially so he ended up then. playing. Yeah. So he yeah, at the University of Minnesota. Uh, he played baseball, hockey, and football there, too. So he holds the distinction of being drafted by three professional teams. That's like even that's like kind of like Dave Winfield before Dave Winfield, right? Yeah, uh, Dave Winfield. I think Dave Winfield was after my after my yeah, dad. He was about four years. And then years, uh, maybe. after that was I think Bo Jackson. Yeah, crazy, isn't it? And to all the Minnesota people out there, 1967 is the last year in Minnesota's won the Big Ten, and that was my dad's year. Yeah. Uh, from there, he went on and played professionally in football, and somehow ended up with the Packers. And that's where you were born uh, and played and grew up playing hockey in Wisconsin. But it somehow ended up back here in your roots. What happened there when you played hockey in in Wisconsin? What was that like growing up playing hockey there? Growing up in Wisconsin, like when I first started out, like uh, growing up because hockey wasn't really big mm-hmm. when I was like first growing up. Uh, when I was in, I see like here in Minnesota, kids start skating like when they're when they're be able to walk. Back when I grew up, hockey wasn't big. It was wasn't that big at all. It was like basketball and football, and then our kind of state at that time, soccer was the main sport. Right. So I was at a late stage of my life, and there's just like no hockey. And then my dad, I was like seven or eight years old. My dad would like take me to. Uh, 
it was a mall. It was called Mayfair Mall. It had an oval rink. Yeah. So I went skating inside the mall uh, in the oval circle, and uh, it's pretty fun. And I'm like, I like it and stuff. But it, I see, I didn't know what hockey was yet. Really? So, so you didn't know that yeah. the Mark Johnson and the, the suitors and all that from because they were quite legendary. Wisconsin college hockey was pretty big in, in the eighties. It was it, like it was, but I was like at that time I was seven eight years old. I was just a young kid, and I I didn't really know much. Mm-hmm. And so then, uh, so I did uh, went public skating for a while, and then it was not until all of a sudden uh, my dad we came up. It was like a tradition. Uh, at a young age, my dad would come up during Christmas time, and we'd always go. I think it was the Met Center, and we always watched that Christmas tournament for yeah. the high school tournaments. And uh, my uh, dad would like. We always wanted to go. Like back at then, as good teams, we all always went to go watch Bloomington Jefferson. Yeah. Because back then they had all the freaking great teams. Yeah. So my dad would take us up to go uh, watch that tournament, watch Jefferson, and so. Next thing you know, my dad, I now I'm like watching now is hockey now, you know what hockey is. Right. So now I'm like really liking the sport and watching Jefferson play. I'm like, holy cow. So it was that weekend, I'm like, dad, I want to get a pair of skates. So then uh, after the hockey game, we drove back down to Owatonna because that's where my dad was from. Yep. And he had a house there. And so we went back to Owatonna and then we took, went to the skate shop and he, that's where I, he bought me my first pair of hockey skates. And that that day, when I got my hockey skates, I'll never forget. It's the first time. All of a sudden, like I did this, uh, public skating back home, but nothing yeah. like ice. That was the first time I got skates and a stick in my hand. And I think for the rest of the weekend, I was out there. Like, I could skate, but I didn't know how to play hockey. Right. I'll never forget it. For, like the two days I was there, I was at the outdoor park playing like pond hockey. Yeah. And for those two days. I don't even think I touched the puck once. <laughs> I was just chasing, all I was doing was just uh, chasing around people. And then, uh, even though I wasn't a hockey player, couldn't play, I never got the puck. I'm like, my dad says, like, it, like, you gotta learn how to, like, get the puck, you gotta go get it. Yeah. And so that's not how I learned. It's just like chasing people and then getting the puck and how not to give it up. So that's how all of a sudden, right then and there, I fell in love with hockey and I've been doing it ever since. Well, it's nuts. I mean, you are you started relatively even back then. That was st- starting pretty late. Um, you had a pretty good career at Brookfield. Was it? Did you go to Brookfield Central? Where did you go to high school? Yeah, I went to yeah, I went to Brookfield Central. Um, like when I was like uh, after I got my skates and all this stuff, now I started picking up hockey. Then hockey started to come around. It started to uh, like that. Well, I grew up in Brookfield. Uh, Brookfield wasn't really known for like the hockey city, right? but like the Milwaukee area was. And right. so that's where I played my youth. I played like uh, in Milwaukee, I played uh, youth hockey, like Pee Wee's or Squirts, Pee Wee's, Bantams there. And then from there, uh, I went and then I went and played high school. I played uh, three years of high school. And then uh, from, uh, I didn't play with my freshman year because I played one more year of Bantams because my dad was a coach for Bantams and my younger brother was, a first-year band, and I wanted to play with my brother. Right. So you played three years of high school hockey, Brookfield Central. You never made it to state, but you were uh, probably like all second, third team all state. Not bad for a kid who started pretty late. Yeah, uh, like I don't like really look much into stats and where I where I ended up and stuff. Like for me, I just love playing hockey and love doing it for fun. And at that time, I just loved playing for the school. And then I yeah, and actually I did start hockey late. I started I didn't start playing hockey till I was like about like nine, ten years old. Right, right. That's pretty pretty crazy. Um, so after that, you you, you graduate from high school. Uh, where do you go from there? You play some junior hockey after that. Or where where do you go from there? So like after uh, after like during my high school senior year, like. I played like two different teams. I played like with the Madison Capitals, the junior team, but uh, then their season ended and I played a couple of games with them. And then after that season, uh, the Capitals folded. Yeah. And then also during my senior year, like I played and uh, I played, I don't know if they have it here in Minnesota, but back then after high school, they had midgets. 
So yeah. just during my high school season, after my career ended it for high school, that went and played midgets. So then I played with midgets and then uh, played that for the Madison uh, the Madison Capitals. Yep. Did that. And then I played in, uh, I don't know if it's big now, but like for all the like top seniors, we went down to the, Chicago, it was called the Chicago Showcase. Yeah, it was a big That's why we put, so I played with Team Wisconsin. We went down there and played in a tournament with teams from all over the country. And that's where I uh, played, got drafted by Green Bay. So after high school, I played at Green Bay. And yep. then uh, unfortunately during the year, like my high school year, I had a little bit of setback. I fractured my sixth and seventh vertebrae in my back. So that, that had me a little setback. playing hockey or off, off the ice? I was uh, on high, uh, in hockey. It's just uh, – what happened was me and a partner, like in juniors, you can learn how to fight and all that kind of stuff, or yep. you can fight. So yep. after, like during practice, a bunch of us were working on like grappling each other, grabbing jerseys. Yeah. And we yeah. had to pick somebody like our same size, same size. And me and that guy, my partner, like he jerked me a little bit off. I was, and I lost balance. I went forward and I ran, I hit him finally. And then he lost his balance and he came crumpling down right on my back. And then I, that's scary so then from there uh you make a bid to go to play college hockey right but since things didn't go right for you but yeah from there because i had a funny bir- i had a funny birthday so then uh, i went went to university of north dakota things didn't pan out there yep. so then after that then i went and uh, had some fun went and played over in europe for a little bit so i went and played in sweden played also in germany Okay, that's pretty cool. Pretty cool background where you've you've got to kind of see the world playing hockey. Um, you come yeah. back after that in the early early to mid two thousands, and inline hockey becomes kind of your thing, doesn't it? Yeah, it's like funny. Like like when I came like back like from Europe and stuff. Uh, like in the like in the summer times, I still did the hockey training and all that, and yep. then. Uh, I ran into a really uh, one of my friends. He played uh, roller. Uh, play one of the guys I trained with. is saying, "Hey, do you play roller hockey?" And I said, uh, "Yeah, I do." And he goes, "Do you? How come? We, how come we we never? Because I trained in Minnesota in the summertime. Because right. back in the day, I trained for hockey purposes. Yep. So one of my friends was like, "Hey, how come you don't play roller hockey?" And I didn't know there was a league. So right. my friend says, "Here's this guy's uh, number, and you should give him a call, and you should play in the roller hockey league." So I gave this guy a call, and sure enough, there's a league here in Minnesota. Uh, did they, have to, then, did uh, they have to twist your arm much to play roller hockey? Wait, say that again? Did they have to twist your arm to play roller hockey? Probably not, right? No, not really, because, see, back then, like back in my era, like once the uh, state tournament was over, I kid you not, all the rinks are shut off. They, yeah. they turn off the ice, no ice. So we either uh, played soccer, baseball, whatever. So I did all that stuff. I, well, I didn't play soccer. I played baseball. But just for, I loved playing it. Back in my hometown, uh, my uh, parents got me rollerblades, me and my yeah. brother. So then we started playing roller hockey down there. And so, yeah, I, I, I was a roller hockey guy. So then up here, they said, you want to play? And I said, sure. So I contacted, his name is Greg Mergens. He yeah. runs the Minnesota Hockey Inline League contacted him and then he uh got me in the league and from then on and there then i ran into like one of my really dear good friends you know the name danny hendrickson yep. brother darby yep so from then on me, that's where me and like danny hendrickson became really good friends and i've been uh playing with danny and skating against him in rollers so he's been a big influence on me through ice hockey and roller hockey another inline guy was peter dale too talk a little bit about peter Peter Dale, it's like uh, when I got back from Europe when I was playing, because he knew I played roller hockey, and then back in my hometown, people were like, hey, you should, because uh, Peter Dale was a roller hockey guy and ice hockey guy. Right. And Peter was doing, like, camps and pro stuff, uh, uh, roller hockey clinics back in my hometown. And I never met Peter because I was playing, I was in Europe. And so all of a sudden I came back, people were like, hey, you should skate with Peter Dale. You should hook up with him. And uh, you guys would be a good fit and see what happens of it. So I said, sure. So I called Peter. I got his number. I called Peter Dale, and he wanted to meet me. And so then I ended up meeting him, and we, we ended up, like, uh, playing in a game. He asked me if I wanted to play in a game with him because there's a roller hockey league in my hometown. Right. So I ended up playing in a – because he wanted to see me play because he's heard about me. Right. 
at through ice hockey and roller hockey. And so he, we ended up playing on a game, a, game, a team together in a game. And from then on in there, he's like, wow, it's like, uh, you should like come uh, skate with me, go to my, help me with my camps and clinics, and then playing like uh, prize money and go and play in roller hockey tournaments. And so I hooked up with him. And then from then on, like I travel all over the world with him, do like hockey tournaments, uh, do camps and clinics with kids. That was freaking pretty awesome. Did you ever play for money? Like, I mean, roller hockey, like you said, you had some kind of inline tournaments where you, it was like the better you did, the more you made, right? Yeah. Uh, I played like, uh, when I played with Peter Dad, there was like prize money tournaments. Yeah. What's like, that all were, about? So, like, if you finished third, you made $100. If you finished first, you get 1000 kind of thing? So, I'm like, yeah, that is like, like for like, we had sponsors and stuff, so I was like sponsored. I was sponsored in roller hockey, yep. like through USA and then through uh, Peter Dale's uh, c- company. Yep. And what happens was, so we get sponsored. We go play in these prize money tournaments and stuff. The only thing, uh, like, uh, like sponsor everything, but the only time you win is if you win the whole thing. No way. So the first prize, the first prize might be like twenty five grand, and if the team wins, or they get it, and if you finish second, you get some of it, but not all of it. So it's yeah. just like basically, you the winner takes all, or the depends on the tournament and who runs it. Sometimes, like the first, second, or the second, third place team can earn some. But other than that, you just go down uh, playing these tournaments, and if you don't win, you don't you don't get anything. Oh, that's crazy! That's crazy. All right, so in two thousand nine. Um, this is kind of how Puck Sniper 17 gets uh, it comes onto the scene. You get a job at uh, Hattrick Sports for working for Bill Dahl over in St. Louis Park. Was this a dream job of yours to kind of run a rink? See, I had no idea this was ever going to happen because after my playing days in Europe, yep. uh, what happens when I came back, because I left school early and I, like, I, did, like, I didn't, like, down that time, like I didn't know what I wanted to do. Right. And then I ran, uh, then when I got back and I, I played hockey here in Minnesota and then I ran into another Jefferson legend. People might know who he is. Corey Peterson. Oh yeah. And so Corey's like one of my dearest good friends. And he, uh, when I was playing hockey in his, uh, summer league, he was saying, uh, you should do this hockey training with me at, uh, total hockey. And it was in Minnetonka. So what happened was, so I did, uh, I worked over at Total Hockey for a couple of years, and then yeah. I ended up investing in buying into uh, Total Hockey yeah. over at Minnetonka. So, so I did that, and so we had this awesome training center. So that's like where I'm like, all right, now I started getting coaching and training kids because at that time I didn't know what I wanted to do for work and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and so, and so I did the hockey training, and all of a sudden next. I hear from one of the guys, one of the dads was telling me, because he was from St. Louis Park, and yeah. we trained his kid. He goes, hey, did you know in St. Louis Park they're building a three-on-three rink, two three-on-three rinks, and they're uh, they're looking for something to do for off-ice uh, workouts and stuff, for yeah. off-ice training. This would be perfect to take your total hockey stuff and go over there. That way you can do on-ice, off-ice. Yeah. So we then we... Uh, me and my or my business partners, we contacted the owner of Hatcher Sports, Bill Dahl, yep. and we contacted him, and then uh, that's and he was looking for training. That's how we got we moved total hockey. That we moved into Hatrick when it opened, right? And even though it was a short lived thing with uh, total hockey training wise, I think we were there like one or two years, and after that, and then that just fell apart. And then from then on, I just stayed. Uh, there's no other total hockey because none of the biz- other business partners want to do it anymore. Yep. So then I just, because uh, all of the rink I once I got that key to that rink, I ain't letting go. Yeah. And that's kind of the way I look. That key off. That's what I, I, that's what I keep looking at when I see your videos. It's, you know, you're at 1230 in the morning doing videos and, and, and working and training and doing all this stuff. But I, I, my recollection as a hockey parent taking my kids to Bill's rink was, you were always there. Lily, I'd be there at 7 in the morning on a Saturday. You'd be there. I'd be there at 2 in the afternoon on a Sunday. You'd be there. I'd be there late at night on a Tuesday night. You'd be there. You were always there. Walk through the time I, commitment that you had both as an arena person and as well as someone who gets access to free ice. And this is actually true. I, I kid you not. To this day, 
I pretty much lived at that rink and spent more time in that rink than I spent like an average two to four hours at my, my house that I live in Edina. I just, I'm never at my place here. I'm always at the rink. Yeah. I know that was the was the uh, that was the impression I got that you were uh, working hard and then I and then and then so about 2012 13 or 14 someone sends me a video and says Tony take a look at this guy and I think the first one I ever saw of your videos is obviously the one of your most famous ones it's the stutter step tickle twine that uh, ends up getting copied by just about everybody in the hockey industry walk through that video that that kind of made you somewhat famous. Well, I'm all famous. I just like, for me, I just like like to have fun with it. I just like to be different. And yeah. what happened was, I was, like, back then, 2012, I don't know if social media was really big back then, like it is kind of like now. Yeah. There was, like, no Instagram. There was no Snapchat or TikToks. But what happened was, I was, like, help coaching a team in Hopkins, and these kids were, like, Hey, you should, uh, because they, all these kids know me from hockey, like, Hey, you know what you should do? You should make a hockey video and put it up on YouTube. And at that time, I really didn't know what YouTube was. Yeah. And so my, so I was like, just put up a bit, like do a video and we'll walk you through it. So these kids, so I made this a hockey video. So I brought this hockey video and I brought it to the locker room and these kids made me, helped me make me my account on YouTube. And then they posted it for me. And I'm like, okay, now what? They just said, well, now that uh, will follow you. Now, anybody, if you type in anything with hockey, your sometimes your video comes up. Yeah. So if anybody searches you, your video comes up. I'm like, all right. So next thing you know, I never really think about it. I don't really go back and watch my videos. I'm like, hey, look, oh, I got one million views. I'm not right. like that at all. No, all the next thing you know, time goes on. Other kids and parents are like, hey, you had a nice uh, video. You should put some more videos up. I go, wait a minute. I go, how do you know about my video? I'm like, well, it's on YouTube. You should make some uh, good YouTube videos. That was really good. So I'm like, all right. So kid, kid, I also read another reason why I started making the videos because of the kids. So kids are like, hey, you should make some more YouTube videos and show us like how like what you were like when you were training and stuff and how you train. I'm like, all right. So then also I kind of just started doing my research. I'm like, I go on YouTube, I type in hockey stuff, hockey training. And also I'm like watching this, and also I'm like, okay, I see how I'm like a lot of these videos are like, I don't know but kind of like the same, like stick handling videos right. and passing and this right. and that. So I'm like, all right, I don't want to put that cause I want to be some original. I, I like, I've never been like that. I'm like, I want to put up videos how I've always played my whole life. I like to be different and have fun with it and throw people off. Yeah. So from then on, I just started to make it, I made that stutter step took with twine video and just came up in my head was like just dump a puck, bunch of pucks out there and then uh, just use my quick hands and quick feet. And then just skate around, zoom around, all these pucks, and then uh, and then score. Yeah. So I put that video out. It was like my very my second one, and also I got a bunch of reviews on that. So I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. And all of a sudden, because I looked on YouTube, I there was none of the scattered pucks anywhere. No. And all of a sudden, a couple of years later, I get a, a some calls and text messages. Hey, do you know you should be getting paid by Bauer or? You should be getting paid. I go, like, what are you talking about? Like, hey, Patrick Kane copied your YouTube video. I go, how do you know? Like, he's, you know where you had all the pucks dumps and you're skating around? Like, go, look at his commercial. So people sent me the link, and next thing you know, Patrick Kane was doing a commercial with scattered pucks everywhere. I, I didn't so realize I was, it. I'm like, wait a minute. So I go look at my video, I, and I saw, like, the video was, like, eight years ago. Yeah. Where I came out with it, and also Patrick Kane's video came out like three years or two or three years later. Yeah, uh, you're an original, that's for sure. Um, okay, so we, that video is just basically stick handling through pucks, right? So, and, yeah. and and that's why I was like so drawn, like why? What was so special about that video? But it was so unique what you did. You know, people weren't doing that. You're like, hey, Pike's pups, puck sniper seventeen. That was the only thing that you've done, and every one of you, you say your name, and then after that, it's pretty original. Whatever you come up with. Yeah, because, like, normally I don't, like, say anything, but people say you, you got to make it at your trademark. It's like after when you do a video, it's and at great. the end of the video, you got to you gotta holler out, you got to yell puck snipe because it's always been my calling. So that's what I pretty much do in all my videos and stuff. I yell out puck snipe. So th it's just that like that's the way it is. Like in hockey, what's your main goal? People want to score goals. That's why I just came up. It's 
it's I, awesome. I say talk knife. It's awesome. Okay, so now I'm just going to go through a few more videos here because we've got some other good stuff sure. to chat, chat up here. You do hockey drills too, by the way. Um, another yes, one I, I love is the the asteroid pucks. Walk through the asteroid pucks. Do you want to talk about asteroid pucks? Do you want to talk about blindfolded asteroid pucks? Because I think they're both awesome drills. Yeah, it's just like because uh, I like at that time I was like kind of looking at I was like watching some YouTube videos. I was watching like stick handling stuff. And I just kind of, not knocking anybody's videos down. I'm not here to do that. No, I think no, it's all no, no. cool. Everybody does. So I'm like, all right, so if I make a video, I don't want to make a stick healing video because kids are like, well, that's not entertaining. So I just, anybody can do that, whatever. I, I, I just like want to do something different. So I kid you not. So I start, I brainstorm and I said, I'll never forget it. I pictured in the movie, Star, the original Star Wars, the 1977 version, all I had in my mind was the Millennium Falcon in space was ducking and dodging through these asteroids and not getting hit. Yeah. So all of a sudden, a thing went in my head. I'm like, wait a minute. What happens if I come down and a person on the other end is, like, shooting pucks at me? So my goal is to do a stick healing video that way to work on keeping your feet moving and keeping your head up and concentrate. Yeah. Yeah. You got everything coming at you all at once. Yeah, and so I did that, and then uh, for giggles and stuff, and I added a blindfold to it and said, hey, everybody in one of us has the force. Everybody's got the force. You can do it. So You know your eyes closed. I question whether you actually could see through that blindfold or not. Well, I, like, I, don't, I, I did two versions. I did that one, and I did a remix. I ended up taking that blindfold. I ended up showing through the phone or the videotaper, that yep. you couldn't see through. Yeah. I was just kind of uh, going by, like, the, the path of the puck. No, I'm kidding. And I was kidding. just, like, sick I, it. I'm kidding. Uh, it doesn't matter if you could see through or not. It was cool. It looked really cool, I thought. Yeah, I thought it's, like, one of the things I like doing. And guess what? Years later, I go on YouTube. Like, I, I just type in asteroid puck. <laughs> and next thing you know, there's more uh, people using the, really? doing the same thing. Yeah. God, you are original. I love it. I love it. You but here's the thing, like I, I don't like I don't I don't sit here and get mad at it. like oh he copied my my stuff whatever uh, I'm not right. here looking to get money but all in my head or in what I think is like I think that's pretty cool that how some of my hockey training gets out there to other people to also open up their minds and do something different be creative and do something different yeah I agree I'm, like for me I'm actually happy that somebody else is using it too to help the kids, help players, and help somebody get better because that's what it's about. Right. All right. So you got uh, – there's there's so many good ones now. So now, the, now we're going to go into more of the trick shot angle, right? You've got you've come up with a ton of great trick shots. So we've done drills. Now we're going to do some trick shots. The one that really jumps out at me, and, and I don't – I got to see it to believe it. You claim you've scored on the what just happened uh, hidden ball trick. Uh, go through that drill. Go through that shot for us. All right. This is like one of those things – because I, like, uh, cause all, all the time I'm always brainstorming a hockey. What can I do that's different, and what can I come up with? Right. And I kick it up. So all of a sudden I'm like, all right. For some odd reason, just way in my head, okay, there's, like, hit, the hidden uh, ball trick play yeah. in baseball. There's hidden trick plays in football, like the fumble ruski. Yeah. So I'm, like, thinking, well, wait a minute. There's never, ever been a hidden trick play in ice hockey. Right. So now I'm like thinking, okay, what can I do? All of a sudden, I, I skied around. All of a sudden, even it was like an old net, whatever, and hat trick it. All of a sudden, I look, and back of the net, because it strings to the, uh, the net strings of this thing, there's a big, there's a big uh, wide flat behind the net. So I was kind of dinking around with it. I'm like, all right, do it. Because a lot of people, there's no room that people do wraparounds and all that. So I'm like thinking, okay, I skate around, and I put the puck flat dab right behind the net and behind the flap and come and like, do a fake wraparound. And so I did that, and I stood out in front of the net. I wanted to see, okay, with, now if this is a live game and there's few actual players out there, can you actually see the puck? So I'm standing out in front, and I even like uh, jumped up to see if I can see the puck. Right. But you can't see it. So all of a sudden, uh, and then the timing has to be perfect. So also I started working on this in practice, or just in the ring alone. Right. I started working on it, going full speed behind the net, quick put the puck right dead, right in center, and keep going around. And I'll never forget it. 
my very first time, and it was uh, in a summer NHL skate, and all the guys were the witnesses, like Drew Stafford, yep. uh, Shea Genaway, and another person that I absolutely fooled, everybody knows who he is, uh, Ryan Duncan, Hobie mm-hmm. Baker winner, North yep. Dakota. Yep. And the goalie. <laughs> all of a sudden, I was, uh, is the NHL scale, I'll never forget it. I was, and it was against, I was coming down the wing, and Ryan McDonough was the D. All of a sudden, I was going really wide, but he didn't follow me. He stopped right in front of the net. So I was going behind the net, and I quick, and I went as full speed. I didn't stop, put the puck dead flat, center in the, the back of the net. Uh, back of the net. And kept that, and I went around, and the goalie slid over, and so I shot it, and I kept that jab, and and I stopped raising my hands in the air like I scored, right. and I stopped. So everybody, and also the goalie is like looking for the puck. He puts his head down. I just stood there. I stopped, and then everybody else just stopped. So now the goalie's looking for it, and we had one guy kind of looking in the net to get the puck out. So a couple seconds later, nonchalant, because I worked on this. Two seconds later. Put my arms down, nonchalant, went behind the net, picked up the puck behind the flap, and yep. went around the other way and scored. Yeah. And all of a sudden, everybody went berserk. The reason why I came up with the name What Just Happened, because one of my dearest good friend, Casey Borg, he goes, what just happened? He goes, where was the puck? And all of a sudden, everybody went berserk, and everybody asked, where did you keep the puck? What did what, you do? What? What was the thing you just did? I go, it's my hit my hidden trick play. I, after that, I just named it the what just happened from Casey Bork. Because a lot of players were confused. Nobody knew what happened. Nobody knew who the puck was. They thought I scored or the goalie had it. So the purpose of that thing is uh, fake jab and tr- pretending you're to score. The goalie has and just stop because everybody yeah. else just stops. And so then from there, I'm like, okay, this works. So then I'm like, all right, so if I do this in like real games and like referees and stuff, I just, when I do this, every tournament, like, like a big term, like whether it's a men's league tournament, especially like in roller hockey when I play in nationals in Vegas yeah. or whatever, you always got to let a referee know because like right around the, the net area, it's kind of, you know, the, yeah. sometimes the refs are quick to blow the whistle because they want to play that because they want nobody going after the goalie and stuff right. or skirmishes. So I always tell the ref, I'm like, hey, I've got a hidden trick play. Now, make sure there's always a go- ref on the goal line because I come back. And here's the thing. I put the puck back, back behind the net, behind that flap, and I'll keep going around like a fake wraparound, and I'll stop. Now, just watch everybody. They're going to stop, too. They're going to figure out, okay, the goalie's got to score or something. Right. Everybody just stops. And then don't blow the whistle because the puck is right there. I want you to see it's behind the net, so don't blow the whistle. Right. Then I'm going to do is go back the other way and pick it up, go the other way and shoot and score. And That's also the referee cool. is like, okay, whatever. And all of a sudden, next thing you know, like, yeah, I started doing like men's league tournaments. And then one of my famous things, I started doing uh, nationals and uh, for, in, for I did it for like hockey tournaments for ice and then in nationals and stuff in uh, Las Vegas. Yeah, that's pretty cool. All right, next All right. next move is the Wiffle Sniffle. What's describe that for everybody? The Wiffle Sniffle, that's another thing I just came up for. It was like I made that uh, on Easter. And so one of my things is like some, like when I come down, like whether it's like a breakaway, yeah. I just I come up with these weird goofy ideas to throw like goalies off and stuff. And so a lot of times, like, uh, well, what I do is, like, I'll come down, like, nonchalant, like, I'll freaking, like, come right down, like, down the laneway with the puck, whatever, and I'll just have the puck go really super slow and right kind of close when I get to the goaltender, and I'll freaking, like, give out, like, a, a whiffle sniffle, I'll sneeze, yeah. like, I'm going to sneeze, I'm sneezing on the ice, and I'll, goalie's like, what the heck is he doing? And then right away, put my hand on the stick and do a quick move, and then, like, then, Score. I like that one. There's one another one's very similar is the dab sniping Houdini. Yeah, uh, the dab one of the things that I, at that time, I, like in videos, like on YouTube and Instagram, everybody was doing was the dab. dance, the yep. dab. Yeah, I'm like, and I've seen it in hockey when people sell, oh, they score, they do the dab. Yep. I'm like, all right, so I came up with this move. Well, originally it was called the circling sniper. I come down like the uh, laneway, I put my knee on the puck and glide on the ice down the runway, I'm, one knee on the puck, and I'll do the dab 
on the ice with on my knee on the puck and do that and give the dab and then I like that try one. to shoot and score. That was a good one. All right, uh, we've gone through some of your videos here, but you know some of this stuff is uh, that's kind of for fun. But you get actually some good opportunities uh, working over at Hattrick, and some of it's there you get to skate in the uh, Tuesday Thursday NHL skates with a lot of great players. Um, one of them is Zach Parisi. Walk through your first time ever skating with him. My first time was like. Uh, what happened was like the, the European guys and the NHL guys, they didn't really know about hat tricks. Mm-hmm. They knew there was a, a rink just kind of opened. Right. And they were kind of like, and they all kind of lived in that area and they were kind of looking for like somewhere else closer to go skate and possibly train. And so I was skating on the ice one morning, all of a sudden, I, like a bunch of the, some of the European guys, the NHL guys were upstairs, like doing like a off ice training, like lifting weights and all that stuff. Yep. And all I saw was I was out there dinking around a bunch of the eyeballs. A lot of these guys were sitting watching me. So all of a sudden, that's when I became, uh, got to like know like Casey Borg, uh, Drew Stafford, one of my good dear friends. He's from my hometown. He's from the Milwaukee area too. Yeah. And then uh, then Zach Parisi and those guys. And so I got to meet those guys. So, and then I got to skate and train, like, do, like, when they do their on-ice stuff, I'd go out there and go skate and train with them, like, yeah. whatever they need. If they wanted somebody to chase them or back-checking or doing corner drills, passing drills, one-on-one drills, I'd go help. And you know what? I even did the bag skates with them. I even pushed those guys. Yeah. So you, and I'll you, never forget it. You played some three-on-three uh, three these, with these guys. Walk through that. Yeah, like, uh... It's like, like, you know, like the old say, like the saying is like, you get like people that wish they could like skate in an NHL game or if they have the dream, just one time to just go skate warm ups, just have one opportunity. Right. To me, I, that like, that was my dream because at my age, I'm like, I know I'm never going to play in the NHL. I'm never going to play a shift in a game or anything like that. Right. But in my head, like, uh, to me, that was my, probably the most, the best thing moments in my life is because. I got to do something that a lot of the people they can't do or couldn't do is I got to skate with uh, all these uh, NHL guys and European guys that played, and uh, for them because it's their ice, right. they don't just let any they don't let anybody come skate and train with them. They uh, and I was very unfortunate because they got to know who I am and how I play hockey, and then uh, they they I was like the only one they they let play. No, didn't and I'll never forget it. Go ahead. All of a sudden. Uh, yeah, uh, it was like right after when Zach Parisi signed his contract for the Minnesota Wild. Uh, Zach like trained there and stuff, but he never were actually like for a while and playing a three on three league game. Yeah, and I was like, I was sitting in the locker room with a bunch. Of, I came in uh, during lunch break because I was working. So all of a sudden I go in one. There's a bunch of locker rooms. There's a lot of guys there. All of a sudden I go in one of the locker rooms, and all of a sudden everybody was like, we're talking like, hey, hey, Pucks nights. We have a special guest star in the house, and he goes, uh, you're gonna love it. And I'm like, well, who is it? And like, well, we can't tell you. So it's, you'll find out when we get on the ice. I'm like, all right. And then they said, you're going to love it. I'm like, all right. So all of a sudden, uh, warm-ups come out, go on the ice, do warm-ups. And he's like one of the few last people to come out because he's still getting ready because he came late. Yep. was Zach Parisi. And I kid you not, my eyes, even though I'm an old fart, my eyes lit up. And I was like super pumped and excited because in my head, not that many people get to say, hey, I got to skate and train and play against Zach Parisi. Right, absolutely. And so, but I, I knew Zach, so just talking-wise, and as soon as Zach Parisi came in the ice, there was younger kids, like junior players, college players, that were training upstairs, and then uh, goalie groups and train and off-ice, other stuff on the other side of the rink, everybody just stopped. Stopped, yeah. I because Zach Parisi was in the house. And all of a sudden, uh, right before the game, get the warm ups up or done. So we all kind of got together and they asked, we're all standing in a circle, like, hey, Puck Snipes, it's, uh, we got Zach in the house. So what, what do you want to do? This is a lifetime thing. What do you want to do? Do you want to skate on a line with Zach? Do you want to play with Zach or do you want to play against them? Normally, everybody would say, hey, I want to skate with Zach. But for me, I wanted to go against them. How'd you do? And then, and to this day, like, I play, like, not to be bragging or anything, I played out of my mind. And plus, it was like playing in a uh, real hockey game because right. uh, people quit skating and training over the other rink. They came over and watched. Then uh, people upstairs trained. Everybody was watching this game. And uh, 
to this day, even though it was just three and three, like for me, I had fun with it. But yeah, to this day, one of my claim to fame is, is that uh, that day I outsniped going against them, Zach, four to two. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, so you've made. We'll go back to one of your videos here because it kind of goes along this same line. It's kind of a dream come true getting to skate with these guys, get to skate and you know some three on three stuff with these guys. Um, but you made a video that's kind of a little bit out there for your. You know, because a lot of it's drills and, and, and trick shots and stuff like that. But how did you come up with the idea for this Minnesota Wildest Dream video? Because I think that's some of your best work. Uh, how I came up with that video, I was just like, I was like, uh, at that time, I was like thinking about like, like for the Minnesota, like uh, in my head, thinking as I was like Minnesota playing for the Minnesota Wild. And, uh, it, it came like, like I was trying to come up with a video of, of Minnesota winning the uh, Stanley Cup. Yeah. And all of a sudden, next thing you know, I'm like, all right, here comes the situation. All right. The, uh, like, so I came up with this idea. I was like, I got tripped on a breakaway. I have a chance to bring home Minnesota, or bring uh, Minnesota the Stanley Cup home. And so I got this like, inflatable Stanley Cup trophy. But all of a sudden, on the other hand, after we win the Stanley Cup trophy, I had this uh, good friend, uh, Jackie Housley, and uh, in the video, because I wanted a, a girl in the video, because yeah. of what it came down to, after Minnesota win the Stanley Cup, what are you going to choose? Are you going to kiss the cup first, or are you going to kiss, <laughs> like in the video, your girlfriend wife first? So I wanted to have fun with that because normally when you win the Stanley Cup, you know, like you hug your hug and kiss your yeah. girlfriend, wife, and then kiss yeah. the cup. For me, I've been waiting my whole life, my whole life to kiss the cup. And I was like, in my head, I'm like, all right, for the, for the video girl, like you can get your kisses later. But for this video, I'm winning the cup. I'm giving the uh, cup the uh, kiss first, not you. Winning the cup at that moment was my like time of life. You'll get your kisses and hugs later. God, that was my favorite part of it because here comes this 10 out of 10 girl onto the ice and you skate yeah, right, so like, fourth you, arms out. You skate right by her and go grab the cup. Yeah. It was so funny. So I just like, yeah, the, uh, a crowd going wild all of a sudden. Like the girlfriend's wives come out. She came out. And like for me, I was like super excited. Like uh, I was going right for the cup because I never had it before. Minnesota's yeah. never had it before. Yes. So then I grabbed the cup and I'm pointing the air and I'm like showing the fans and all that. So I had the girlfriend or in the video, like, give me a hug. And then all of a sudden we're both reaching into the kiss. But I decided, you know what? You'll get your smooches later. I'm kissing the cup first. Uh, it was classic. It was classic. Uh, all right. You get another dream uh, after, uh, was it two summers ago or last summer where you get to play in the in the beauty league? Walk us through how you, yeah, got, last the, summer. How you got the call from Ben Hankinson on that. Well, during, like, during the summers, because, like, uh, Unfortunately, like last summer, we couldn't skate because uh, Hattrick was at that time was uh, uh, just going to be getting sold or uh, right. the owner was selling the Hattrick. So it was kind of up in the air for ice and stuff. It was kind of hard to get ice. Right. And so what happened was uh, during the summers, like the summertime, like I skated and trained with the NHL European guys at Hattrick. Well, last summer, I, I didn't, there was not really much of hockey at Hattrick. Because on what was going on, because right, no more hatchet possibly. So all of a sudden, because uh, I'm friends with like close with all a lot of these NHL guys. One of my really dearest good friends is Nick Bukestead. Right. And so Beauty would uh, like always tell me all every summer. He's like, "Hey, you should play in the Beauty League." And like, I go, "I don't know how." Like, I'm like, "What am I to say?" Ask Ben. Hey, put me in the league. Let me skate. Oh no, yeah, yeah. And he's like. Well, it's an invite, right, right? This is your time. Yeah, you guys are getting ready to ramp it up for the season. This is your skate. And they're like, no, because you could play. He goes, you'd be entertaining. You could play. And you're you're good. And I'm like, yeah. So all of a sudden, next thing you know, I'm like, I made it. I'm like, all right. So everybody keeps telling me, you should play in the beauty league. You can play. So I'm like, all right. So then in one of my YouTube videos, I made a video, and then I told, I told the whole audience and even uh, Ben Hankinson, I go, if I pull this move off, you better put me in a line with in between Brock Besser and like Riley Coffey. So, so you did that video just on the the eve of uh, of playing in the league. So that was the circling sniper, right? Yeah. 
So, and then I, like, so yeah, I call it, like, after I pulled off the move, and then I, then I'm like, I sent it to Ben Hankinson, and I said, if I, I pulled it off, and I'm like, you gotta put me in a, you gotta put me in the beauty league. And so, of course, then last summer, uh, I get a, I get a text message from Ben Hankinson, and at that time, I was doing, uh, doing hockey camps, I was doing hockey camps in Rosemont. And, I was doing it. And then on my way there, I was going to roller hockey. He sends me a text message. He goes, and I didn't know what it meant at first. He goes, you better be ready to go. I go, and I sent him a text message back. I'm like, well, like, what do you mean be ready to go? He goes, you're in. I go, in for what? He goes, you're playing in the beauty league. You got called no up. Way. I go, no way. And I'm like, really? He goes, yeah. He goes, one of the very few things he said to me is like, you better be in shape and you better not disappoint. And all of a sudden in my head, I'm like, oh, shoot. Ben Hankinson, because he's never seen me play. And all of a sudden, I, like, I felt a little pressure because I, like, I'm, I'm a working guy. guy. No, I, got, like, I own a couple businesses. I do that. I do hockey training. So like, I don't train like 24 hours a day like a lot of these guys do. So I'm coming from work. So all of a sudden, uh, I, I go to the beauty league and I was thinking, okay, I'm going to be, cause I know what team I was on. I thought I was going to be playing like uh, in a line because he talked about it is with Nick Bukesit and Riley Tuffy. All of a sudden I get to the rank and there was Ben Hankinson. He goes, you better be ready to go. You better not disappoint. Oh, but he's like awesome. joking. He's we're having fun with it. I'm like, oh, I'm ready to go. And I go, to me, I guess it's another hockey game. And then I find out the reason why like Nick Bukesit couldn't be there because he had other engagements. Other right. stuff he had it going on, so he couldn't be there. So, so you I replaced for the Nick guy. Bukes. You replaced the guy. Yeah, who... so I replaced Nick Bukestead. And so then cool. I got to play on that. And so I played, uh, played with Riley Tuffy, which, who he's a really good, dear friend of mine. Love Riley. And then so I played in that game. And so a lot of these – that's pretty cool. There's a uh, lot of fans there. And it's pretty cool because a lot of these people, they might know who I am, but they probably never seen me play hockey. They might yeah. just know me from the videos. And not to be bragging or anything, but yeah, a lot of the people that haven't seen me, including Ben Hankins, said said I like uh, did not disappoint. I blended in like everybody else. You held your own. So in my head, I'm like, well, to me, I felt pretty good because I, at my age, I'm 43, and a lot of these guys are in their like they're like 20s. kids. Yeah, there's teenagers and out they there. They work out all the time. Yeah, and absolutely. So I just had fun with it. Absolutely. All right, so we're going to wrap the show up with some quick hitters, okay? I'm, I'm going to have some fun sure. here. Uh, you, you seem to be the kind of guy who likes to have a little bit of fun, so I came up with uh, six little uh, icebreaker-type questions. We'll see how you do, okay? Sure. All right, first question. Uh, if you had the unlimited of one thing the rest of your life you could have, what would you pick? Everybody knows this. People that know me know this answer. The, if the most unlimited thing that I have for the rest of my life, I kid you not, they're my hockey sticks. I call it my puck snipers. You have your own You have your own blade, I bet, don't you, by now? Yeah, I got my own custom blade by CCM Hockey, and I'm very uh, – I love CCM. They've done a lot for me. That's another company that's seen my videos, and they said it like they see me play hockey, and they said if I do YouTube videos and videos and put them in my videos, and they sponsor me and get me stuff, this stuff. And so from then on, though that's one thing I cannot live for the rest of my life. That's my unlimited thing. I'd rather have my hockey sticks rather than a car, my condo, anything. The hockey sticks are my life. All right, that's You're- the thing I can't live without. All right, next question. I call my puck snipers. Next question. In a fight, who wins between a bear or a gorilla? A bear or a gorilla? Mm-hmm. I'm, gonna, uh, I'm going to say I'm going with a bear. I'm going gorilla because gorillas are more agile, right? Uh, yeah. I, I don't yeah, know. I just it's because I've like I don't know. Like, I've seen some like uh, YouTube. I see like uh, wild and the wildlife and then animals fighting and stuff. I've seen gorillas yeah. and bears. For some odd reason, when that bear gets on its like hind legs, it's over. That, that's pretty scary. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you. But right. Yeah, you can go both ways. You could. That. You could. All right. Uh, weirdest food you've ever eaten? The weirdest food I ever ate at the time was a bunch of my hockey buddies, and then uh, I like they know I'm a very picky eater, and I, I like a lot of stuff I just don't like eating. Yeah. But it was like a, a friend events that we're doing like uh, just for fun, like guys night and. <laughs> They wouldn't tell. They said, "Yeah, I had to eat it. Didn't know what it was, so it was a surprise. So I yeah. did. 
so I ate it, and also I'm like, all right, what did I eat? The weirdest thing I ever had, I know it might be normal to everybody else, but to me, I thought it was really weird. I got I ate shark for the first time. Yeah, that's I've had it once, too, and I don't think I'll ever eat it again. So, uh, What is the u- emoji you use the most on your phone? The emoji that I use the most because yeah. people that know me, I'm a fun-loving, uh, crazy, uh, fun sense of humor guy. Yep. A lot of times, if you ask me something, a lot of times I won't give you the straight answer right away. I'm more of like a prankster, jokester, having fun with it. Yeah. So my, I go with, I look at these emojis, whatever. The emoji I go with is the one, the happy-go-lucky one with the one eye, one eye open, one eye closed. Got it. Got it. All right. Uh, there's a zombie uh, a cop, uh, apocalypse. Say that ten times. Uh, and you can bring three people onto your team. Uh, who are you going to take? My three people, this, I didn't even have to think about this. Okay. The three people would be on my team would be number, uh, no order, it'd be the ice hockey player, one of my dearest great friends, John Madden. Yes. John Madden, and then Drew Stafford. Ooh, that's a good list. And uh, another North Dakota legend, uh, Ben Blood. Ben? Oh, yes, for sure, Ben Blood. That's a great call. That's a good list. So, John, so the Apocalypse of Zombie, who I bring, John Madden, Drew Stafford, and Ben Blood. Yeah, you'd have uh, some agility there. You'd have some toughness, that's for sure. That's for sure. All right, last question. Uh, if if there was a celebrity lookalike for for Joe Janky Puck Sniper, who's going to play you in a movie when, when they do your movie? Uh, like, wait, uh, what celebrity would play me? Yeah. Who, who looks like you the most? What celebrity looks like you the most? Like, like, like now or nah, back it then? It doesn't matter. It's, it's, it's your question. You can answer however you want. Well, the younger generation I get now that a lot of people like where I go, a lot of people think, uh, I look like Sean White, the snowboarder. Yes. Yeah. Like him for the younger group. So I'm going to say Sean White with the younger group. Yep. But uh, a lot of these, the, the kids don't know this. Because they're too young. These people are old. A lot of, from the older people, I get a lot of people say I look like, uh, they could play me in a movie would probably be like Sammy Hagar or Lake Garrett. I think Sammy Hagar, for sure. That was a dead, that's dead on, I think. I like not both. Lake Garrett, like the now, but the Lake Garrett, like way back in his younger age when he had hair. Yes, for sure. For in a blonde, sure, for blonde sure. hair like I have to. Well, uh, if there was ever a beauty in our state for the, the game of hockey, I think you define the term beauty. And uh, I appreciate all the time you've spent with us today, Joe. Any final thoughts before we sign off on today's Lots and Lots of Pizza podcast? Yeah, I'd just like to say a couple things. I'd like to say, hey, thank you so much for taking your time to give me the opportunity to talk to uh, you and then all the listeners out there. Yep. And I just also want to tell everybody – I know with the coronavirus going on that everybody be safe and just uh, keep staying positive and strong. And then whoever sees this and like watches my YouTube videos and whoever I run into the streets, I just want to say thank you guys. And uh, I consider all you guys my puck snipers. All and right. I just want to say thank you guys for everything. All right, puck sniper 17 here on Youth Hockey Hub. We'll see you around the rinks, Joe. Hey, you all as well, but you don't know what rink I'll be at because there's about 10,000 of them, and pretty much I'm at all of them. Puck Sniper 17 on Youth Hockey Hub today. All right, thank you so much. Take care.